When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the neuroscientific benefits of kindness. Gosh, there are so many phenomenal benefits of being kind and kindness really builds the brain and that's what we're going to talk about today. Builds the brain, builds resilience, changes how you function on a neurophysiological level, increases your intelligence. It's like one of these super tools for helping us to improve our mental health and it's something that when we train this in ourselves, we can actually impact society. In fact, research shows we should be training kindness. It is a mind technique, a way of thinking with our mind that is so vitally important. So just before we begin today's episode, though, I want to remind you about my new book. If you haven't already got it, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, the same name as this podcast. Well, it was released a couple of weeks back. We've had a phenomenal response. Thank you to those of you that have already got the book. We hit quite a few lists. We're so thrilled at the, at the feedback has been absolutely fantastic. And it's helping people to really manage their mind. And we need to manage our mind. Our mind is always with us. You can never, you can't go on holiday and leave your mind behind. Your mind is always there. And if you don't manage it, it's a mess. And then that makes your whole brain and body a mess. Your mind's always working. Your mind's doing everything. You know, when we say things to ourselves like, oh, I need to do this, or I should be doing that, or I should have done this, or maybe I can do that. That's mind talking. That's you talking to yourself. So your mind never stops. And, and it's okay to have a messy mind. The whole thing is you're supposed to be managing the mess. We have this wise mind and we have this messy mind. And our messy mind is messy from the time we wake up till the time we go to sleep. And that is okay because we're experimenting in life. But we're not supposed to stay in a cycle of messiness. We're supposed to be experimentally messy and then managing the experiment. And that's different to just staying in a mess and becoming completely overwhelmed. Because cumulatively, if you just open your eyes in the morning and bumble through the day from one argument to one thing going wrong in the business and then some happy stuff and then this, it cumulatively over time, it just overwhelms your mind and overwhelms your brain. So you with your, your messy mind will overwhelm you, which is your mind. You are your mind. And if you don't get the messy mind under control, it becomes dominant. Meanwhile, the wise mind, your wise mind should be the dominant mind. That's your instinctive wired for love mode. And you can learn to manage, the, you can learn to get the messy mind to talk to the, the wise mind and get them working together. And in this way, you can direct the neuroplasticity of your brain. So when you say things to yourself like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or when you catch yourself saying something nasty and you apologize, that's wise mind. Us in our wise mind. And what we need to do is, is sustain and develop a continual conversation between our wise mind and our messy mind. And that's mind management. And that's how we clean up our mental mess. And that's what I teach you to do in my new book. And there's the audible version, which I narrated as well, nice and slowly, so you can understand, you can understand it. 
So as I said, if you haven't already picked up a copy, go pick it up at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. A quick disclaimer, this is not medical advice. These podcasts are for educational purposes. So if you have any medical advice that you need, please contact your consult with the necessary medical personnel. So right now, back to today's episode on kindness. What is kindness? The most basic thing, being nice to other people. You know, we are a family business. I have four kids. Three of them work in the business with me and my husband. So we are together all the time. And one of the philosophies that we have adopted, and I get asked about this often, is you know, how do you live and work together literally 24-7 without getting into constant messes, which we do. And I will tell you how we manage them in a moment. But one of the philosophies that we have adopted is, is William James's statement, who's a very famous psychologist from the 20th century. And he said, there are three things in life that are just so important. Be kind, be kind, be kind. Kindness is a superhuman tool that we have to change brain chemistry, to direct brain neuroplasticity in the right direction, to change your neurophysiology. It sets the tone and the environment of how you function as a person. It is kind of like that door opener that just makes all the neuroscience stuff in your brain and body work like it should. And I don't think we think about it or talk about it enough. I don't think we've made it enough of a priority. We need to use our mind to make kindness a constant mind tool. We should be driving our minds with kindness. And it starts with being kind to ourselves. We have to be kind to ourselves. You've heard me say often that things like anxiety and depression and frustration and even things like bipolar and schizophrenia, all those scary words. You've heard me say often that those aren't illnesses. Those are warning signals. They are responses to something going on in your life. You've also heard me say that we get into messes all the time. It's a totally human thing. From the time you open your eyes till the time you go to sleep, your mind is experimenting. I just said this a few moments ago when I was talking about my book. You're in one big experiment. You're a little scientist from the time you open your eyes till the time you go to sleep. And we need to be kind to ourselves in how we manage these experiments, which is managing our mind, this mind management, because we are going to make a mess. We are going to get frustrated and tired and irritable and say the wrong thing and read things that aren't there and make assumptions that, that we shouldn't be making and make comments we shouldn't be making and get ourselves into states. And get a, we're going to be doing that, but we don't have to stay in that state. We can be kind to ourselves and say, okay, it's fine. I've done this. It's okay. Um, you, you, you're being human. You, you've maybe said a nasty thing, but that's okay. Let's now manage that process. Being kind to yourself helps you to take those nasty words you perhaps said or that snappiness or that nasty thought you had or that unkindness or that frustration or whatever it is and make it work for you and not against you. So an overarching philosophy of mind management, sort of philosophical approach to mind management that I teach when I talk about cleaning up your mental mess in my book and my podcast and all the work that I do, is you really have to be kind to yourself. And in being kind to yourself, you will increase your skill of being kind to others. Because we naturally designed to be kind to ourselves and kind to others. But we've become so hard on ourselves. And that hardness 
that we throw on ourselves, that we turn on um, inwards, is something that we're then going to increase our own hurt and we're going to battle to deal with our stuff and then it's going to pour out on others as unkindness. And then we set up this negative cycle. And that's not good for brain health. It's not good for body health. It's not good for the neuroscientific principles of how the brain functions. And it creates a negative feedback loop. We need to be practicing kindness with ourselves, and then we need to be practicing kindness with others. We need to be practicing kindness throughout society. We need to be training kindness. We need to make kindness a lesson that kids learn at school and lessons that we talk about to ourselves and to others because kindness really does improve brain functioning to such an incredible extent. I remember when my kids were young and when I was young watching Bambi, one of my favorite little cartoons. And I remember the one little Bambi's mother saying, if you can't say something kind, don't say anything at all. And I've never forgotten that. And I remember saying that to my kids when they were growing up so many times and saying it to myself and saying it to my husband and my kids and my husband saying it back to me. And it's so true before we just react and spew out that poison words. If we've trained ourselves to be kind to ourselves and trained ourselves to be kind to others, then it's not those toxic words that will come out. It will be kind words. And it's the kind words that are like water putting out that flame or putting out that fire. But unkindness to ourselves makes us feel awful about ourselves. And unkindness to others is just going to fuel a fire. And that fire that's fueled in those relationships is not going to be creative or productive. We know that. We've all experienced that. It really doesn't it doesn't move things forward. You know, you all just end up getting mad and shouting at each other. I mean, that's happened in our family. It's happened way too often. Unkindness leads to us being reactive. And we're not supposed to be reactive all the time. We're supposed to catch that reactivity and become responders. Kindness helps transition you from being a reactor to a responder. And you it starts, honestly, I keep stressing this, but it starts with you being kind to yourself. So if you've done something that you don't like, and I mean, this happens like, so often to me. I mean, just earlier on today, I reacted to one of my kids and, and it just was just like an irritable, unnecessary, could have been so much kinder. And as soon as that, that happened, I immediately caught myself because I've trained myself through the neurocycle, which is what I teach in this book, Mind Management Using the Neurocycle. I've taught myself to be very self-regulated and I realized that what I was doing and I immediately corrected it. But I realized that it also came from me being frustrated with myself because I had, I just didn't like something that I had been thinking about. And I hadn't sorted that out. And I was being kind of hard on myself. And it came out as then as because I hadn't been kind to myself, it came out as harshness on someone else. So I caught that quickly and rectified it and apologized and, and attempted to be kind and, and to fix that with kindness. And, and kindness is not like an it. Kindness is just how you approach things. It's how you deal with things. It's instead of raising your voice and shouting loudly or trying to push your way. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, roll over and play dead or just let people walk all over you. You can be firm, but it can be done in a way that is kind, not nasty or sarcastic or unfriendly or snappy. Those are all reactivity. Those are all reactive. When you're nasty, unkind, snappy, sarcastic, those come from reacting. Kindness is a response. It's, it's where you're responding. It's, it's self-regulated. It's managed. And it comes out then as not nasty. It'll be firm. 
It'll be, it'll be firm. It will be filled with understanding. It won't make other people feel terrible about themselves. Kindness makes people feel, oh, that, that's okay. I, I feel good about myself. Yes, maybe I did something wrong. But the, so, in other words, you create an environment where negotiation can happen, where communication can happen, where you can solve those, those little things that could get out of hand because a person isn't feeling like they have to defend themselves. Kindness takes away that defensiveness that tends to fly into us when we, when someone is being unkind. Unkindness goes against our wired for love nature. It goes against our survival nature, which is our wired for love nature. Kindness goes with our wired for love nature. I said that back to front. So kindness goes with our wired for love nature. Kindness is how we are designed to function as humans. We're designed to deliver things in kindness. And as I said, it doesn't mean that you can't set that boundary. If someone is overstepping that boundary or they are hurting you, you can be firm. You maybe even have to raise your voice slightly, but you don't have to say nasty words with it because kindness will get them to listen more. If you want people to listen and not just hear you, you need to speak with kindness. People, when they don't listen, they're not actually hearing what you're saying. So you want people to really listen in. You don't want them to just hear sounds and part of what you're saying. You want them to tune into what you're actually saying and really listen deeply and process what you're saying. Well, when you deliver what you're saying packaged in kindness, that's what people will do. But when you deliver things that are unkind, snappy, quickly reactive, nasty, etc. People don't hear the words. They just hear sounds and few words in between. And immediately that's like shooting little pellets, like little BB gun pellets or paintball at someone. And they're feeling that they feeling that first before they even processing what's being said. And then it blocks the processing. And this is actually happening. On a scientific level, when you deliver things in an unkind way, you are speaking from toxic thoughts, you know, my famous toxic thoughts, and these generate energy. And if you speak in a nasty way, you're literally shooting out little photons from here that are creating like a little very like sharp little sh- sharp little bursts of energy that create a very erratic wave. And you feel that. The person, that's what you're sending out, which is not good for you. And the person who's the receiver is receiving that as these like little pinpricks, like little pricks of, of these little bursts of high toxic energy and these toxic waves. And you get immersed in that. And that's what's hitting you first. And then, then, you, then the words kind of make sense afterwards because your mind is how you process information. And you first process all the physics stuff, all the sound waves and the electromagnetic light waves and, and how they delivered and they, whether they were little bursts of energy or whether they flow. It, it's a nice, kind, flowing wave and whether it's a, a nice flow, gentle burst. Whatever your mindset is, how you deliver it is going to be what the people experience first, what you, you and I experience first. Just a quick step back to make sure you understand this. Your mind and brain are separate. So here's your brain and your body, which are, are your physical. And your mind is this cloud, literally this cloud surrounding your mind and your your brain and your body and it's on a physics level it is basically gravitational field so imagine a cloud around and through your body if someone's dead you don't have this electromagnetic forces gravitational field around the body this cloud of energy nor do you have it in the brain and body when you look at someone who's alive and they and and you test that you look at use different technology like fmris to look in the brain or qeegs or ekg on the heart you are seeing that energy moving through the brain and the body you're seeing how it's functioning. So that's that's what mind is. On a psychological level, it's your think, feel, choose. 
Think, feel, choose. Think, feel, choose. Mind is how you uniquely think. When you think, you feel. When you think and feel, you choose. So this is this gravitational field on a sciencey level and on a psychological level, it's how you think and feel. So now if someone's delivering something to you in a very unkind way, so here's two people and it's been co- it's coming from this person in a very toxic way. So here's this toxic, toxic thought in this person that is delivering these photons of energy and those in, in the words, so words are spoken, but the photons hit first into this person's gravitational field and then it's translated by the mind pushed into the brain and then the brain the brain is used to process it so you experience that 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 unkindness as a sensation in your in your mind before you've actually processed it through your brain and interpreted it through your mind and brain integration. So the mind and brain together will then interpret and then the other words follow. And that's why it's like a shield that's put up. So if something negative is coming through, it's like you've already blocked. It's already like blocking. It's like a shield that's gone up. So it's going to be very hard for that person to actually process anything except the very harsh, nasty words because harsh, nasty words come with all this extra emotion that kind of hits you. So I'm, I'm really emphasizing this because, because we feel the unkindness. In the same way, we feel the kindness. So when you're speaking in a kind way, you're delivering maybe it's even quite a harsh message, but if you're delivering it kindly, this is what comes across. It's not those harsh little bursts of energy. It's coming from a place of kindness, a place of love, a place of trying to help someone see something. So it's body language changes. Everything changes about this. So this means that the little, you're not going to get this happening. You're going to get more gentle bursts and there's going to be a more gentle flow. So you don't feel like you're being attacked. So you don't feel like you need to put up a shield. So it's easier to actually listen. Then you, you, you open the door for communication with both the receiver and the sender, the person maybe sending out the kind words, the person and the other person receiving. When you operate in kindness, both of both people's brains are going to be in a, in a healthier state and their bodies are going to be in a healthier state. And intelligence increases because you have more coherence between the two sides of the brain, which means that you can have more cognitive flexibility. And that also means that you're going to have be less impulsive and reactive. So you're going to be quicker to monitor your words. And instead of saying, Oops, and like you can catch that word before it falls out your mouth. You can kind of catch it and rephrase it. Or if it comes out of your mouth in a nasty way, you can catch it back quickly and say, sorry, 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 I actually meant this. See, kindness helps you to rectify quickly. It helps you to be able to see that that's a harsh way of saying it. There's a nicer way of saying it. There is so much advice out there on how to lose weight, exercise, eat better, this diet, that diet, low carb, high carb, the list goes on. It's so confusing and hard to navigate and know what is best for you as an individual. That's why I recommend you give Numa a try. It's not about what you just ate, but about how you eat in general. Noom teaches you about eating, your cravings, and how to build new habits so you can ditch your misconceptions and get smart about food and the choices you make. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you how to eat so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long term. Because you don't need rules to lose weight, you just need knowledge. With Noom, you pick the health goals that are right for you, and Noom personalizes a weight loss program to help your aspirations become reality. I've been using Noom for a while now and really appreciate the brain science behind the program. I am learning so much about my cravings and how to increase my energy. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Ready to learn how to live healthier? 
Sign up for Noom today at noom.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and offer details will also be in the show notes. Okay, so a couple of points that I want to actually make. Just an experience that I had the other night. I was was also really like worrying about something and a lot had been going on. And, and I just woke up kind of a little bit disturbed. And, and I, I mean, I sleep pretty well, but I woke up kind of disturbed. And Mac woke up, my husband, he woke up at the same time that I woke up because he heard me sort of shuffling around and he, he just knew I was disturbed. And he was so kind. Now, Mac is always kind to me, but sometimes he can be irritated if I wake him up, like I can get irritated. But he was just, in that moment, he sensed that I just needed kindness. And he was just so kind. There was just such a sense of kindness coming from him that I immediately was softened, calmed down, was able to process why I was feeling a bit edgy and was able to communicate and talk. Now, if Mac had done something different, if he'd been maybe a little bit irritated with me or go back to sleep, you're disturbing me and maybe didn't done it in a nasty way or something, that lack of kindness would have affected how I was functioning. Now, we're not waiting for others to, I'm not trying to say that you've, you, you've got to depend on others for your own peace of mind, but we do impact each other. We do have that impact. If there's something that you don't want to do, for example, someone wants you to do something and you you really feel like you just can't do it. And even some, I mean, like maybe it's just to go somewhere or to do something and you really just feel like you can't do it. It's better to tell them with kindness than to try and pretend you want to go and then you get unkind because you're frustrated. So a kindness philosophy is to, would be to say something like, I would love to go with you to this place, but I'm just so tired because of this and this, or I've got so much and I think it would be better to do versus, oh, I just can't do this. I've got too much to do. Um, whatever. You know, it's, you can see my body movement, my language, my eyes, the kind of the way that my words are coming out. That second one is unkind and that's generating this toxic energy and going into that field of the mind. And it's then going to affect that person in a negative way. Again, it de- decreases intelligence. Kindness increases intelligence. Intelligence is not something static. Intelligence is constantly developing. How you use your mind is going to be is is going to influence your intelligence. And having this kindness all over you, like a balm all over you, is and sort of immersing yourself in kindness is an incredibly powerful way of increasing your intelligence because it does the most amazing things in your brain. Now I'm going to tell you some wonderful ways that the brain actually responds. Let's talk in a little bit more detail about the wonderful ways that the brain, here's my brain in the, in the skull, responds when we are kind, okay? Basically, the mirror neuron system in the brain, we have this mirror neuron system in the brain where neurons mirror, like a mirror mirrors, you can see yourself in the mirror. And you may have heard about the mirror neuron system. And it's amazing because it helps us to mirror each other's actions and emotions. So when you are kind, you activate the mirror neuron system to fire up and that then enables you to improve communication between you. So I've been speaking about how kindness improves communication. Well, it activates one of the things that's actually happening in the brain once it's got through the energy field of the mind is that the mirror neuron system fires up in a very healthy way where you're reflecting each other's emotions. Now, the mirror neuron system always fires up. The minute you're in communication, your mirror neuron system's active all day long. But with kindness, it fires up in such a way that you actually are, are functioning in a, in a more introspective way, a more insightful way, a more functional way that will help you to be more integrated and understanding in how you actually respond. But if it's unkind, the opposite happens. The mirror neurons will also reflect that response. So it's gone through the energy field and then the mirror neurons are activated, but it's 
kind of like they're on edge and they are picking up on the toxic. So it's, it's, it's a toxic signal that's coming in. So the mirror neurons are being hit by this toxic signal. So there's a, there's a tension that starts happening throughout the brain and the body. Okay, so we especially see that happening in the inferior frontal cortex, which is down the bottom over here. We see it's very, very strong mirror neuron system when unkindness is happening between humans. We so between humans, both back and forth between the person who's communicating the kindness and the person who's receiving, and vice versa. And then the opposite happens with unkindness in terms of it being an unhealthy pattern in the in the front prefrontal lobe and this lower part, just like above my eyebrows. Okay, so. Also, we get activity in the parietal cortex, which is on this side of the brain. The mirror neurons are also very active there. And when we have this, when we are operating in kindness, we see a healthy response versus an unhealthy response. And what that is basically allowing the brain to then process information like it should and function like it should and become more resilient. So kindness is actually making the mirror neurons work properly in this area of the brain and this area of the brain. And that's good because then that also decreases the chance of ruminating and getting stuck and feeling really horrible about yourself because when these areas are in are activated incorrectly so when people are unkind then these areas the whole brain gets activated but we see a lot of activity in these areas over here in the mirror neuron system and that, that can get you stuck and get you ruminating in a negative way and then feeling terrible about yourself and then maybe also becoming reactive and negative we also have the part of the brain that joins it's called the insula right in the middle of the brain it joins the two sides of the brain i'm going to hold up this particular little model over there the insulas the insulas between the two sides of the brain and it's right in the depth of the brain and when the insula is activated in kindness there's this lovely connectivity that happens across the brain and we get a lot of gamma waves flowing and when gamma waves are flowing there's a lot of creative thinking that's happening and a lot of learning which means that you're able to be more open-minded and agree to disagree or have a discussion that's not a threatening discussion a much more problem-solving type discussion as opposed to one one where you block others so when you're kind you actually create this pattern in the brain that allows more openness it's a healthier flow of information which translates back into you being more integrated and open and, and agreeing to disagree and having a conversation where you're not getting you may get raised your voice and get a little bit irritated, but there's still this sense of, of acceptance and peace. And that's very healthy in terms of repairing the messiness of relationships and growing forward. So if you are having a, a heavy discussion with someone sorting out issues and you do it in a kind way, you've got these mirror neurons functioning properly and in a much more integrated and healthy way. And you've also got the insula working in a different way that enables you to then, um, act, it, it then activates the gamma waves. And this helps you then to have a much more open minded a solution finding type process so instead of saying things like you always say you will have things like i think you said this did you mean it like that or have i maybe misunderstood you that's kind the unkind is you always say this and you are upsetting me and you this and you that that is unkind and creates the opposite effect in the mirror neurons here and here and in the insula so the way we use our mind the way we use kindness to manage our mental mess is going to make these wonderful brain changes okay and then another thing we do 
We have this executive system in the brain that enables us to solve problems and to come to a conclusion. And it may not be the final conclusion. And it's also very much involved in decision making. It's an executive function where you can take all the data and you can put it together and say, okay, well, let's do this. Let's, and I mean, if you, if you're in, in, in an argument, for example, it's super important to have that executive function kick in because you want to be able to say, all right, well, this is the problem. This is how we're going to solve it. I see what you're saying. Let's work out way forward how can we take it from here to the next when that kind of conversation where you where you where you get to the core of what the underlying issue could be and you feel safe enough to be able to say what you're feeling that comes from kindness kindness delivering information in a kind way helps you to navigate through those kind of conversations in this very healthy way so it boosts your executive system in your brain so the different parts of your when, when, when you get that diff, this boost these different parts of your brain that are involved in the executive system and they include the, the prefrontal cortex and the cingulate cortex and different parts of your brain that are in the sort of deep down the middle basal ganglia which allows for cognitive flexibility and so what we'll see is a lovely flow of gamma through those areas of the brain and other waves too, beta, but in the right balance. And when all that comes together, your brain is so much healthier and more resilient. You'll feel so much better about yourself. You have all these great neurophysiological responses happening in your brain and your body and the other person's brain and body. So you walk away from that conversation feeling a sense of peace, a sense of, oh, this was good. I know there's still stuff to solve. I know there's going to be stuff coming up in the future, but I can handle this. I don't feel like I can't handle this. I feel like I can have another conversation with that person and take it even deeper next time. And it could be a a personal thing. It could be a work thing. It could be whatever it is. But basically, the kindness creates this this beautiful networking and and resilience in the brain, where everything that's supposed to do what it's supposed to do is doing what it's what it's supposed to do, which then enables you to be so much more intelligent in your response and so much more accepting and forgiving. And that's how we improve as 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 humans. That's how we improve our as as individuals. Can you imagine it, as individuals if we could translate this into global society where we could have conversations where people are operating in kindness which creates all this neurophysiological response that enables us to actually hear what the other party is saying the other person is saying the other people we, we hear each other's opinions without without the fighting kindness enables us to operate in that way and you get that as i said you walk away from that or you in that situation where you feel so much better and then you can walk away from that situation also feeling hey this is going to work we we can we can move forward we can find it's going to be hard but we can find solutions versus if you have an argument with someone where you've been unkind and you're all being nasty and saying terrible things to each other and bullying and ugly words and unkind and just getting mad you've all those Negative things are happening in your brain and your body and you walk away feeling awful and totally frustrated and mad and saying awful things and that's hurting you. That's making you toxic and creating toxicity in your own brain and body. Okay, so very interesting. I'm just going to read this to you. There's research in the field of contemplative neuroscience that has shown that kindness and related competencies can be trained. So we can train ourselves to be kind. And I'm going to give you some tips now how you can do that through the neurocycle. So we can train ourselves to be kind, resulting in both functional and structural neuroplasticity, which is what I've been saying. So we can, as as we practice kindness, we are training ourselves to be kind and practice kindness in everything from the time you open your eyes in the morning. How are you looking at that person? Are you looking at them kindly? How are you speaking your words? Did you say them kindly? If you're in, in a work situation, are you asking that question or trying to get that information or delivering that information in a kind way? Are your facial expressions kind? Are you 
kind to that person as you are in traffic and they're driving you crazy in the front there? Can you just smile kindly and, and just generate, even if they can't see you, can you be kind to yourself and kind to them? This is like a, an all, it's like an all-inclusive cloak that we literally need to put on ourselves. We need to wake up in the morning and as we open our eyes, we need to make sure that we're stepping into this cloak of kindness because the whole day long then it's going to facilitate so much of a healthier brain and body pattern and the integration between the mind and the brain goes to a whole new level and we can learn this so it's it's complex and it requires us being aware and self-regulating so that's why you can do a neurocycle for this now what is a neurocycle for those of you that don't know a neurocycle is the systematic approach that i've developed for how you can manage your mind to manage your brain and it's a five-step system and basically when you the neurocycle enables you to Train yourself to be kinder because you use the five steps. So the five steps involve, and I'm going to give them to you briefly, and then you can get the hold of the book or can go look in the book if you've got it, is basically gathering awareness is the first step. So you need to gather awareness of how am I, and make it a conscious deliberate practice how am i speaking at the moment in this situation or how have i woken up gather awareness of your kindness level what is your kindness level as you wake up what is your kindness level as you're speaking to that person in other words gather awareness of your kindness level that's the first little practical thing you can do second thing is you reflect why am i not being kind or am i being kind enough or what can I say? So you, you reflect is, is, is actually looking at your kindness level. Because maybe you wake up and you say, I'm kind. I'm sort of feeling kindish. Or you're talking to that person and you're sort of kind. But actually, it's on a five. But you should push it up to a 10 on the kindness scale if, this, if there was a scale of one to 10. So like gather awareness on a scale of one to 10 to make it super easy for you. And ask yourself, how kind am I being? Then reflect, okay, well, it's at a five. Can I bump it up? Why is it at a five? Why am I feeling so a little bit of reflection? Then you can, if you've got time, you could write quickly write down. Okay, I'm feeling not so kind at the moment because of this. How can I get kinder? Write that down. Step four, recheck. Answer your question. How can I bump my kindness level up to a 10 or a 9, 9 or 10 and keep it there? What do I need to keep it there? And as you work that out, that you recheck and you that you can write that down as well. You get to the fifth step, which is your active reach. And that, that is what is your action step that you can do to keep yourself in kindness. And it could be something as simple as remind yourself to be kind. You could put that into your phone. It pops up. If you're using pops up, you can set it on your reminder. So it pops up. You can use my NeuroCycle app and you can type that into your active reach reminders and it can pop up. You can write it on a piece of paper. You can just say it to yourself over and over. Be kind. Say, be kind, be kind. Remind yourself in your head, be kind. And that's what you hang on to. And as you keep saying it to yourself, you remind yourself to check how you're being kind. And then you might jump back and redo the neurocycle. Say, oopsie, I wasn't kind. I need to go back and see what can I do to change this. How could I be kind? And that would be going through the neurocycle again. You can do that really quickly. So let's say that you, two hours later, and you happen to be in a conversation with someone and it's at work and they ask you something that really irritates you and you find yourself reacting and saying something nasty back like, I told you this already. And then you catch yourself, oops, neurocycle, gather awareness. I was I was not kind. That was a minus 10 on the kind of whatever. It was, that was right down at zero. Kindness. My body language is wrong. I actually felt awful. I got a fluttering in my heart. So my behavioral. So look at your warning signals. Gather awareness of those warning signals. And then why did I do that? Okay, I was really busy and they irritated me. Well, why did they irritate you? And is this a pattern? And then maybe just write down a few notes. Well, that person seems to, I seem to be doing this a lot. That person may be, you know, it's irritating me. Maybe I need to work on why. There's something big going on here and I need to control 
shoulders because I'm doing this all the time. So I need to go and do a full neurocycle over 63 days to work out what is the root cause of constantly being snappy or irritable at that person because it's not good for you. It's damage you you causing brain damage in yourself when you're irritable and you're hurting that other person and there's no kindness there. So all that lovely stuff happening in the brain is not happening. That should be happening. And so you can quickly catch yourself there and say, okay, well, what could I do? do we, we gathered awareness of how we were in that moment we snapped at them we asked answered and discussed you could write that down and then you can recheck and say okay well i wasn't kind i need to do this neurocycle i need to spend do a 63 day neurocycle over time to be able to understand what the root cause of this is but right now what could my active reach be I can say sorry and I can explain why you were nasty. I'm so sorry. I snapped at you. I shouldn't have snapped at you. What was your question? Let me help you. Sorry that that's your active reach. Your active reach is the decision to actually ap- apply that and go say that, go do that. You, you would have worked that out in your fourth step, your recheck, and then your active reach is, is you know, finalize that statement. I'm going to say this to this person and then you go and do it. You actually, that's why it's called an active reach. You work out the active reach from the previous four steps and a lot of the active reach is worked out in, in step four and then you finalize it into a nice little statement in step five and then you go and do it and you apply it and all of that can be done in under 10 seconds 20 seconds 30 seconds a minute and you can fix that situation so that's how you would neurocycle to improve kindness you know what really makes my mental health a mess an uncomfortable scratchy expensive bra joking aside when you're uncomfortable you are more likely to be moody and reactive. That's why I believe comfortable and perfectly fitted bras are essential for optimal mental health. And that's why I love 3rd Love. 3rd Love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all-day comfort and support. Every 3rd Love bra is made with signature memory foam cups, no-slip straps, and a scratch-free band for optimal comfort. They stand behind their products. If you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days, And their team of expert fit stylists are available via chat or email to answer all of your questions. Third Love knows there's a bra that's perfect for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash drleaf now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash drleaf for 20% off today. The link and offer details will also be in the show notes. I'm going to end off with just a couple more wonderful things. When you're kind, it boosts serotonin and serotonin and dopamine. Serotonin, we know, is the feel-good chemical and dopamine helps us to focus and they give you feelings of satisfaction and well-being. You also boost anandamide, which is a, is a, is a pleasure-boosting hormone that when it moves through your neurohormone, that moves through your brain and your body, you feel that sense of ex- almost excitement and <gasps> that sense of peace that you can like relax and it's going to be okay also you're going to release endorphins which are your body's natural painkiller so on top of all those brain effects we've also got serotonin dopamine anandamide and endorphin being released making us feel good focused feeling good feeling focused feeling that sense of pleasure and also feeling a bit of pain relief so there's tremendous benefits and the more you do it the more you release those so there's tremendous benefit in this random acts of kindness are good for your health that warm feeling of well I'm just going to read this to you, what I said to you. The warm feeling of well-being that washes over you when you've done something kind isn't just in your head. So that warm feeling that washes over you when you've been kind to yourself, to someone else, when you've received kindness that washes all over you. It's not just something that's just some imaginary woo-woo thing. It's a real neuro 
physiological response. There are neurochemicals changing. There are brain changes happening. There are energy changes happening. There's your heart. This is increasing your heart health, your brain health. These are your mirror neurons are doing all these great things. And you, on top of that, you're improving your intelligence and your wisdom. I mean, why wouldn't we be kind? The opposite happens with unkindness. Okay, so kindness, as I said, also it increases a healthy heart. It can prevent shame. That's a big one. When you're kind to yourself, you can prevent shame. Shame is being unkind to is Part of shame is being unkind to yourself. So when you are kind to yourself, you can prevent yourself saying, you are terrible, you are useless, because that's not kind. Be kind to yourself. You're not terrible. You're not useless. There's a reason why you're showing up like this. If you're feeling totally frustrated or sad or you're very irritable or you're unkind or you're aggressive or, or, you, or you're feeling useless, that isn't being kind would be, hey, that's okay. Accept that. I understand but that. But that's not the truth about you. That's not the truth about who you are. That's kindness. Not, oh, you're bad. You're terrible. You see the shame, guilt. You, you don't want to be nasty to yourself. You want to be kind to yourself. And that goes with embracing those feelings. I mean, it sounds so contradictory, but you need to embrace those very feelings that are being unkind to you, that you are using to be unkind to yourself and saying, hey, okay, I feel, I'm saying to myself, you are this and you are that. Okay, okay, that's messiness. Now stand back into wise mind and say, hey, okay, you feel this about yourself. You feel shame, condemnation, guilty, you're horrible, you're useless. Why? And start being kind, start neurocycling through to try and find out why you are being like that to yourself. Gather awareness of those signals, reflect, write it down, do your recheck, do your reteach. And as you're doing that, you're going to get all these wonderful things happening. And you most likely, if you are unkind to yourself a lot, if you feel a lot of shame, you are going to have to do the neurocycle over the 63 days that I talk about in the book in order to change a behavior. A behavior of, of feeling shame towards yourself or being feeling like you shame is not going to go away in one five-second neurocycle, you're going to have to neurocycle daily over 63 days to change that behavior. Okay, so now I'm going to end off by just saying I've got a couple of fun things over here, just a little boosters for you to help you. Okay, so here's something that you can do for others to be kind. So the neurocycle, as I've explained, that's one tip that you can take away from today to help you and more about the neurocycles in this book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. And then here's some other fun things you can do. Surprise someone that you love with an unexpected visit or a phone call or a text. That's kind. Just say something kind. Hey, miss you. Love you. What can I do for you today? I don't know. Something, phone them up and chat to them. Be kind to them. Listen to them. Give them a big hug. Go up to someone and give them a big smile and a big hug, but mean it. Make sure that that kindness is oozing out of you. Remember the mirror neurons? You can't just go up to someone and say, give you a hug, but meanwhile, you're feeling irritated towards them. Make sure that you're in kindness. Remember, they're going to pick up the unkindness in the field of the mind before they actually process what's going on. So you can't kid someone or yourself. You can't pretend to be kind. Okay. When you go give that person a big hug, make sure that it's coming with all the right kindness energy behind it. Express your empathy, okay? Often the greatest gift we can give someone else is to have empathy. Say, Shem, I'm so sorry. Wow, how can I help you? I, I just want to listen to you. I, give, let me give you a hug. You know, that's so difficult. I can't, I, I, I can imagine you must be exhausted. Show empathy. Give them a handwritten card or letter. You know, we're so used to good text too, but you know, maybe just write a little card. It's just kind. Just write a little card, say, I'm missing you. And I know you've been through a hard time, but that handwritten, you've taken the time. That's kind. Go help someone who's, who's, who needs help with like maybe they, they, they need their kids babysat. Just go and do it for them. Just say, Hey, listen, you need to go out for dinner with your husband. Let me watch your kids or whatever. Especially for like new parents, it would be great. Write a letter. Take the time to actually write a letter and tell them how you feel. Just actually write it, handwrite it and post it like, like we used to do because that takes time and, and pour kindness into it. Make someone a meal and take it over to them. Or maybe it's at, in your own home, just like 
go and make a special meal or do something special. Just recently, our girls, we've been working so hard, making all of us, and it's just been such a busy time, and we're working like 15 hours a day, seven days a week. We've been taking our breaks in between and our thinker moments, and our girls, it's our anniversary coming up, and our girls decided to give us a special, kind, beautiful treat, and they had booked a weekend away for Mac and I and, and the meals and everything, and it was just so kind, and they gave it to us with such kindness and such love, and, and it was so, it was delivered in such a beautiful, kind way. And it was what we just needed at that time. But it was just so filled with kindness. It was wonderful. Go treat someone to your favorite coffee. Say, I love you with meaning. Not just I love you, but with meaning. Like, just look at it with meaning. Like, I'm looking at you with all the kindness pouring out of me towards you. Go just say, I love you. But just let it pour out of you. Remember the energy fields that I spoke about. Really let this just ooze out of you. A couple of things, other things you can do. Ask, how can I help you? Can I make you a cup of tea? Can I do this for you? Can I fold your washing for you? Go say, I'm sorry. Even if you feel like you justified in what you did, just go say, listen, hey, I'm sorry. I, I can see I've upset you. Can, can we sort this out? I'm, even if you feel like you, you are right. That's kind. Acknowledge and respect someone's feelings, even if you do not feel that they're accurate or appropriate. That's kind. So even if you feel that their feelings are totally inaccurate, just acknowledge them and say, listen, I can see you feeling very frustrated. And, and you're, or you're feeling very irritated or you're feeling very sad or you're feeling very upset by what I said. And don't follow with but. Just say, I'm, just go and be kind first. And that will open the door, as I've been saying, to all the other, the rest of the conversation. Hold their hand. Just go sit and take someone's hand. Just give them a nice smile. Use a kind voice. Use a kind voice. Be careful of your voice tone, your intonation, your body language. Communication is 50% body language and intonation. And make sure that that's kind. So think it through. This is where the self-regulation of mind management comes through when we talk about putting on this mantle of kindness. Because you really self-regulate. You really look at what is my body language? What do my eyes look like? What, are, what am I oozing out of me? Is it this loving kindness? Am I sending out these lovely kind waves? What What is my tone of my voice, the choice of my words. This is what we need to be developing. This is what mind management is. And this is what the neurocycle, the more you neurocycle, the kinder you will get, the more intelligent you will get. And on that note, I'm going to end this podcast and I'm going to challenge you to go out there and honestly use kindness as a mantle. Start practicing putting kindness on you from the time you wake up in the morning and send me your comments back of how this has changed your day, your relationships, your life, how you're thinking. Honestly, when you get kind, you just feel so different and you are different and you look different and you function differently. And the things that will come out of your mouth will be very different to what they would have come if you were unkind. And you'll get insight and wisdom. I keep saying about the intelligence, the kinder that I am, the more intelligent statements come out of my mouth. That's what I see. When I really want good work to, to happen and, and be, to get really creative, I've noticed that the kinder I am, the more creative I become. So here's the challenge to you. Go out there and embrace kindness as a mantle. Put it on you like a cloak or imagine stepping into this bodysuit of kindness and see what it does to your brain, your body, your mind, your day, your relationships, and your life. See you next week. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. 
Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.